0: Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. We're back. Your host is always Daniel Jonas, Um, another episode of Unapologetic Idiocy. I'll probably just start off with that from now on. But today is Tuesday, April 14th, 2020, Um, back here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, cool. Um, Anyway, so... Welcome back. I just got back from a little break from everything. Went home, visited the fam. Um, I'm okay. Family's good. It's all good to hear. Um, I just wanted to take a break because I know I was overloading everyone with downloads and then I was getting into myself like I was hanging out with the family all day, girlfriend doing different things. And I was looking at my podcast queue, and just like everything was downloaded, everything, and I wasn't getting through anything. And I was like, "Ah, I'm not getting anyone. I'm not giving anyone time and space to be able to listen to these podcasts because other great ones out there are being listened to um, as well." And I don't, and I know that your podcast queues are all lined up too. So they'll only have so many hours in a day, even though you've got all the hours in the day because of this coronavirus. So give you guys a week, catch up. We're back here less virus talk because we're kind of past that. We're in this quarantine phase. It's some people are suffering right now and some people are just uh itching and biting out the bit to get back out there, which I'm I am. We all are. Um I hope everyone's diet's doing well. I hope you guys are making sure now that we're in a situation and it's been a while, you guys have a routine rather than just stuffing your face with Candy and goods, but if you are going that route, stuffing your face with candy and goods, I did a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, um, got some cake in the fridge. I'm excited to eat that or pie. It's not really cake; it's pie. But that being said, you're going the other way, and you're working out hard, and you're you know burning those calories outside. Hopefully, it's good weather out there. It's been a little rainy, but it's been kind of warm over here. So did some sprinting. It's been my new shit sprints um oh by the way before we even get even deeper into things make sure to go check out the podcast on itunes soundcloud google play you can go to uh, our facebook instagram and twitter google our southern dot you can follow me daniel jonas and you can email us there as well um i got an email recently and i just wanted to talk a little bit about this because hopefully, um, okay, Uh, I will, I got an email, I'm trying to find who, who sent it to me, I might be teaming up with a video group and I want to give them some, I want to give them some love here in a second just so you guys can go maybe watch their, season one it's of different fighters that they've interviewed i'll have a list of them for you give me a second and they're gonna come out with season two they want to do an interview obviously things going on right now things are a little bit iffy but they reached out to me recently to just remember to remind um me that they're still working on it which props to them for doing maybe i'll just go to my scent Uh, no, not that guy. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan from, Nathan Evans from, what is the name of it? Fighters Legacy. It's a, their podcast is called A Fighter's Legacy. They uh, check it out. It's on um, Apple. It's on iTunes there. So just like mine, go to, iTunes, check out A Fighter's Legacy. The, season one, they've got interviews with Kevin Randleman, or they're, no, that doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe. Maybe it depends on when they got this interview. But their episodes are about Kevin Randleman, Kevin Randleman Ken Shamrock, Randy Couture, Antonio Rodrigo Noguera, uh, Boss Rutten, Dan Severin, Mark Coleman, Vanderlei Silva, the who's who of MMA. Uh, some of them are on some people's Mount Rushmore's. So, you know, one of, some of the greatest uh, that We have interviewed all the fighters except for the late Kevin Randleman. Um, okay, so the Kevin Randleman one, which they start off with, is probably a tribute to him, which, check him out. They've published in, they have articles published in The Sun, Bloody Elbow, and MMA, mania.com. Uh, they have dozens of stories Um Yeah, so definitely check it out. I'll put their link in the description of this podcast so you guys can do that. Um, And they're still working on season two, and who they're going to have on season two, just to give you, they're going to start it off with Hoist Gracie, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Dan Henderson, Don Fry, Tito Ortiz, Frank Shamrock, and Henzo Gracie. So it's like uh, they're doing a really good job of some of the, the majority of the fighters in season one are kind of like, the very first generation of like famous fighters. Uh, Randy Couture is a little bit on more season two, but even season two is, you know, the second generation of that. You know, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Dan Henderson, Don Fry, Tito Ortiz, uh, well, more Tito Ortiz, but as you can see, like the majority are, it's like they're, the more seasons they go, the newer and newer as far as popularity of the fighters will be. Now, the ability to get Ronda Rousey and stuff like that will be up to you guys, or like a Conor McGregor will be up to you guys and the audience, the people that want to listen to this stuff. I think, get enough, they can become almost this credible news story or journalist. I mean, they are credible in the sense of what they're doing. There's nothing scientific or crazy that they're proving. It's just they're not like a major news New York Times, but if you guys help support them, then a person like a Conor McGregor or a Ronda Rousey or someone with that level of fame will be more willing to sit down and talk to them. I mean, they already got George St. Pierre, but talking to George, he's a very nice, down-to-earth guy. He's willing to talk all things MMA. He's super huge, super huge, personable guy. But, you know, there's that second level of stardom that a lot of fighters are starting to get now. and. I don't know if you guys heard that Ronda Rousey interview where she kind of went bad on the WWE fans. Now, I don't know if that's a continuation of her being the heel in just her daily life or if it's the sensitivity that she had ever since losing the first time or what she's had with fighters. Like, just this very paper-thin line of sensitivity that you don't understand, right? You have everything, Um you have an awesome job. You were the most dominant, pioneered woman figure in the world. Yes. Uh, for MMA, yes. You opened a lot of doors for girls. You've done a lot for women in in MMA and any combat sport. And even crossing over to the wrestling world. Like You open up doors, move into movies for uh, female athletes. So there's a lot that she's brought to this world, and especially uh, the combat world, that... When she went bad on her fans, I mean, you could have seen it coming just from the just from her reaction in the UFC, right? She loses one time, bad, goes dark, um, retires, disowns all of like, oh, you guys are awful, like losing without dignity, or not, not that, more just like being. What is it? Being gracious in victory and humble in defeats, like Connor's thing? Well, she's like not that. She's the opposite of that. She's the ant- antithesis of that. She's, when she wins, she doesn't, she doesn't, uh, hold on one second. Sorry about that weird cut, but, uh, my dog was having a nightmare and making all the noise in the world. Uh, anyway, so she's like the antithesis of that. When she wins, she doesn't let, she doesn't give her hand for someone to stand up. She doesn't go back over and console her her opponent. And then when she loses, she bites like a viper. Like like everything, everyone did everything wrong to her. Except for the except for the people that, you know, were in her corner. Those people, God forbid, that they're all the people that are telling her yes are the ones that are right. And then she travels over WWE. Being the heel, being in something that's fake—we all know it's fake. I know there's a lot of diehards out there, and I understand. Like it's—it's it's not just fake. It, it is. It is. I've seen it live. It's not like when you when you see it live, man. Does that veil completely get thrown over? And you know, props to the people that want to continue to believe. Um, you know, but if people believe in people's, people's faith faith, and belief in things if you just have friends, you can understand that it's not crazy that people believe in men not actually beating each other up, but fake beating each other up for the entertainment. I mean, they can do things that in a fight you would never see because they're wild and crazy. Like, to pick someone up over their head and then drop them on the ground, you'd have to be, like, the worst fighter in the world for someone to just be able to do that to you. Yeah, you'd have to be, like, the worst. Sorry again for that cut. Um, You have to be like, the absolute worst wrestler ever to just... or fighter ever to just let what some of these men do to each other. So, one, if you're still believing that that's real, props for you to being that delusional. I don't know how it is, but whatever. Um, Granted, now, it may sound like I'm an asshole, and I'm not accounting for the people that, like, wrestling means the world to them, because that's, like, their passion, they love it, and they're super fans. If that's the case, I... fine. But also, you gotta understand like you gotta know it's not real so when she becomes the heel you know you're not actually a heel you're just doing it for the cameras but if you want to embody a heel personality and then you wonder why people don't like you like that's delusion like i don't i don't understand what you want from people you want people to be gracious for your appearance in fake fighting what does that mean like i don't I don't get what you what you're asking for. Like you're not actually a queen of anything. Like you haven't really done anything. Even if you go back and look at her record, I mean, yeah, she beat some of the women's best right or in the past, but if you look at the list of girls in the women phantom Wait. In, in the roster of the UFC Bantamweight rankings right now. First, she fought Amanda Nunez. We saw what happened when she did that. Absolute domination. She fights a Duran Duran She would get teed up. She would fight a Holly Holm. We saw what happened. And Holly's gotten even better. So, a Juliana Pena. I would argue, try submitting her. I bet I mean, Valentina did it, but arguably Valentina would fuck Amanda Nunez or uh, fuck Ronda Rousey up. Irene Aldana, talk about you want to get boxed. All right, I'll read and we'll box with you. Raquel Pennington, eh, maybe. Uh, Ketlin Vieira, she'd fuck you up. You ain't taking her down. Yana Kunitskaya, maybe. And then Sarah McMahon. so it's like top ten, maybe, but also top ten in what women's bantamweight. It's a tough division, anyways. Like out of all the. I mean, besides featherweight, like, out of all the women's divisions, like, the least stacked is bantamweight. So when she acts like some queen of fighting or some queen of something, like, I don't know what you're, I don't, I don't know, understand the heel aspect. If that's how you just want to be as a heel, then your heel can't be, why aren't people more grateful for me? That's, that's more the spoiled brat. And no one likes that, not even, not even, like, bad guys like that. They think it's fucking disrespectful. It's, it's like, it's just, it's weird. Like, you have more than anyone could ask for in life, and you're still, I mean, I understand that thing of, like, money doesn't make you happy. Fame doesn't make you happy. Those people that are usually that famous, usually that. Rich, they have some hole that they're still trying to fill. That's what makes them so successful is the drive to fill a hole that they will inevitably never be able to fill. That being said, some people – you just got to – and what's surprising is her fame regardless or, like, her fame with that attitude. Speaking of, like, people with great attitudes and people with great messages – for example, The Rock and Francis Ngannou. Uh, Francis Ngannou talked some... Not talked some shit. He was just like, I want to work out with The Rock. And then The Rock read it on a f- Instagram Live thing. Because, I don't know, I guess that's the fucking cool thing to do now. Um, so, he's like a back and forth. And it's just a... a, a, a I'm talking more like Rock status Because is actually closer to like being being more famous or being as famous as The Rock than Francis Ngannou is as being as famous as Ronda Rousey as crazy as that is um but you're talking about a guy who's you know he's had his ups and downs and he's had everything and probably had things taken away from him as well but he's just a positive guy no matter what there's just whether it is just his personality on camera or in front of people, like, he's a nice guy. He's a genuine guy. People say he is in person. I don't know. I've never met him, so I can't speak on behalf of that. I can only speak to my experiences. So when Rhonda, even in front of the camera, you can just put on a fake smile. But if you want to be that real, and, and that's what got her famous, is her being true to her emotions and, you know, making her a superstar. And I get that's what makes you great. But at a certain point, you got to chill. You gotta chill and stop acting like the victim all the time. You're clearly not. And no one's ever treated and no one's treated you like that since your move to WWE. Like you became the heel. It's like the least victim position you could be. Anyway. Now from faux MMA to now the real MMA. Uh let's see what's going on in the MMA world. Okay, so. I haven't talked about the whole UFC 249 situation. We Let's go and break that down from my point of view. Um, so from where we left, left off, UFC 249 was essentially done. They were looking for replacements for Khabib because Khabib wasn't going to be able to make it. So from then, Dana uh, gets on Twitter and is like, I'm going to find an island and we're going to rent islands and we're going to have fights here on out from those islands. On top of that, we found a place for UFC 249, and your new code main event or your new main event is Tony Ferguson versus, uh, Justin Gaethje. And they released the fight card and the fight card was fucking phenomenal. Um, they had Francis versus Rosenstruck to head up the prelims. They had another head. They had Greg Hardy on there. Uh, Luke versus uh, Nico price, like bangers of fights however um, disney cuz they uh, you have to understand espn's owned by disney and espn plus is also owned by disney these fights would have been put on espn plus that's why at the last second ES, or disney was like no stop dana don't even think about it and that's where that meme is born of that episode of south park where mickey mouse beats the shit out of his employee it's the same thing like disney's like Disney, a company when I was a child that made movies about animals that could talk. And that's the best shit that they put out. Everything else, whatever. Like, you didn't even think about the other stuff. They had amusement parks, if you're so lucky to go to them, and that's it. That's what Disney was. Disney was nothing more than fucking sick movies like The Lion King, Mulan, and... Uh, Hercules and Bambi and all this shit, you know Disney, Disney. Um, and then a mouse, and then it started branching off into other stuff. Obviously, they had their their two locations, which are great. Been, to, you know, you go to one or both, whatever the case may be. I've only been to one, um, being an East Coast kid. And from there. Um, that was it, and then all of a sudden they started acquiring a bunch of shit. They started acquiring Marvel, and you're like, "Mm, that's kind of weird, and they started buying a bunch of shit. They bought ESPN Plus, I'm assuming, or Disney. They own, okay, so Walt Disney Company, to blow your minds, they own 15 companies. Walt Disney Company, uh, Pixar, Netflix, DreamWorks, Warner Brothers... Wait. They're... Recon- everything that Disney owns. Okay. Whoa, this is a big chart. So they own... ESPN. That's... So... Exactly. So ESPN Plus. That's, that's all I need to see. They own ESPN. Which is weird. Um... But they also own Marvel, Marvel Studios, National Geographic, Hulu, Fox Entertainment, so FX, 20th Century Fox. They own corporate, they have the amusement parks, steamboat ventures, so like GoPro, they own like GoPro. I'm sure they own steak and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, here's the ESPN+. Plus. Anyway, they own a Buena Vista construction. They own a construction company. Cool. Uh, they own a bunch of shit. That's the point. Um, they went from owning nothing to owning everything, and now that they own ESPN Plus, they in ever they in turn have the ability to tell a fighting a, a international fighting company no, a mouse in a hat can tell. The equivalent of like who, who's the bad guy in Mortal Combat? Com- that everyone uh, in the movie. What's his name? Oh, Shang Shang Tsung, right? He's like the evil for, and Disney's telling him no, which in turn probably Disney probably owns Mortal Combat to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's the wildness. It's just, it, it. but anyway, what is possibly happening is that island thing, which no one's really talking about, but they might start doing this island thing where they might just start having athletic events, sporting events on islands. If they can have a small island and then control the, who comes in and out, I don't know how much money they're going to be spending on Private jets because that's not cheap, especially, and then the testing because you'd have to test everyone for it, um, and all that. So they want to start spilling out all new fights starting in I think May every week. Um, and so Dana White, or and then so getting to that, Daniel Cormier here outlines UFC's plans and precautions to mitigate coronavirus ahead of UFC 249. So this is what they were going to do. One, they were going to do it in uh, Indian Reservation. I forget the name of it. Some in California. Maybe they'll have it here. But anyway, the, yeah, I think California Commission also shut it down. Mm, they all have their own locker rooms. I don't know. It's a lot. I had them all testing. Oh, the octagon has eight sides. They would all be sitting on the on different sides. So Rogan, Anik, and Cormier would be on sitting on different sides of the octagon, all by themselves. That's odd. And then you're just not supposed to like touch each other and stuff. That's maybe there is no point. Yeah, maybe there is no point in doing this because if you're going to go all the way out of your way to just have no one touch each other but then have two guys fight in a cage who are touching each other, it doesn't make any sense. To Oh, also, let's all have the work ethic that Tony Ferguson had because he's still making weight this Friday <laughs> for no reason. Um, John Jones, Paula Costa, go at it. Or uh, John Jones and Israel Adesanya go at it again. 2021 is going to be great. Um, mm, mm, mm. Henry Cejudo and Cody Garbrandt going back and forth. It's actually a pretty good fight. Him and Cody Garbrandt. If Cody Garbrandt could get a win, that'd be a good fight. But they're saying that they want to do Cody Garbrandt versus uh, or Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo. Everyone's trying to hop on the Spite Island. Uh. uh, uh. <laughs> Let's see. that's about it. Well, MMA news, uh, obviously slow this week. But I thought with everything that happened this past weekend, yeah, everyone's just getting ready for Fight Island, if that's a thing. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko, Fight Island, I want to train there. I want to live there. Dude, that'd be sick. Have they really just turned this into like an island thing, that'd be crazy. They, if they find so much success from the island, they're like, fuck doing it places. They have like the, the stakest matchups on the island, not allowing actual humans to go see it. Yeah, she wouldn't even, yeah, ridiculous. All right, well, that's about it for MMA content because <laughs> there ain't much going on there. There ain't much going on there. I wonder what every, how is everyone's workouts? Like what are you all doing? It's gotta get boring. Like I'm still doing the hundred push or trying to do the hundred push ups a day. I've really slacked on my working out to be honest. Um, I just was resting and I think this is actually a good opportunity for everyone to rest. If you if you are heavy into working out, um, and you were working out before this before this quarantine like a madman or a mad woman, which I was uh it's good to just let your body rest and this could even go to the things that you want to let rest like regardless of regardless of working out right um let's say you've got a skill that you were doing every day before before this whole quarantine happened let's say you're a guitar player let's say you know, even if you're a graphic designer, marketer, whatever the case may be, you want to take a break from that from your mind. If you're in a if you're in an occupation or you're in a career or if you're in a or if you're in some hobby that you do every day and you're learning new things and your brain's constantly having to download the newest and best information, your brain being a muscle needs to relax. And if you just take yourself like a week away, uh, two weeks away, even, it allows your brain to process the information that the information overload and really digest it. Uh, With jujitsu, let's say, even MMA or even boxing or Muay Thai or whatever, even anything that requires a repetition of something um, to perfect it. So let's say you need to throw 10,000 jabs in your life to get the best jab. If you throw all 10,000 of those jabs in one sitting, your arm is going to fall off your body because you don't give it any rest. But on top of that, those 10,000 jabs are going to be all the same fucking jabs. So they're all going to be terrible. And then they're going to get worse than terrible because your body's going to go, all right, I got it. That's how you throw a fucking jab. Can we just take a break? But no, because every time you throw one, the next day you learn something new about it. And if you're constantly learning learning, and throwing, your brain's going to go, I get it. Turn the thumb over, really extend, step down. You know, all the little things, use your hip keep that hand up like you're going to do it all at 50% if you take that ability to learn something and then chunk it so you learn a bunch of information you take a week away from it you don't even look at it you put it down you come back up to it your brain's now been able to absorb all that information process it and now that jab looks better than it's ever looked. It looks faster, quicker. It looks sharp. The technique's all there. Then you learn a bunch of other shit. And then your jab plateaus, and you go, fuck this. Like, my jab's not as good as it I thought it was. I'm still getting hit with an overhand right. Like, there's a bunch of stuff. Chunk, learn. Um, cram, cram, cram if you want to. But the more you cram, the quicker that time that you or the, the shorter time span you're going to need to, if you cram really quick and cram a bunch of shit, you're going to have to take a break a lot quicker. So you can cram a bunch of shit in one week, but that next week you're going to have to take a break. I'm not saying the whole week, but you get what I'm saying. Like You're going to, be able to you're gonna have to take a couple of days off. So let your brain be active. Let your ba- brain be creative when you're learning as well that's why they say to try things out, work with things, you know, throw it at the wall. Because while you're learning, you also want to give yourself a chance to teach yourself and try to learn something within the lesson. If someone's telling you how to throw a kick and you're you're pivoting and they're telling you everything and then you watch them do it and then you do it again, you're going, well, it's not going for me. One, their body's different than yours so you're going to have to you're gonna have to listen to your own body on how to throw it and get the technique correctly. In that, you then learn what technique works for you. Oh, is an extension of my like is an extension of my calf mu- my toes, my calf muscle. Do I have to stand up taller? Do I have to turn my hip over more? Maybe I have to pivot a little bit more. But then you start learning about yourself, and then don't be afraid to suck at it. Right, You want to be able to be good regardless of how tired you are. That's the goal of fighting at least. Right, You want to be able to fight perfectly even when you have no conditioning. The reason being is because the scariest place you can be in a fight is out-conditioned, outworked, tired, up against the cage, ring, whatever, and having someone just tee the fuck off on you. And not be able to have the air and not be able to fight back. Not because you're not skilled, but because you didn't run one mile, that one mile, that one day. You want to be able to be completely and totally aware and have your defenses and have the ability to always be able to defend yourself. Even if you're tired, you should have your hands up. You should be able to roll, duck, you know, move. Let them then gas themselves out as they tee off on you, right? Doing your best to just roll with shots, not take the damage. Block those punches. Use your eyes, you know, all that energy that you're going to use for those eyes to check and watch those dangerous shots that, quote-unquote, you won't see coming. You got to see every single shot coming. anyway, that's why even with, uh, I use that as an analogy, but you know, with anything. With anything. Just make sure that you, uh, you take a break every so often. You take a break every so often. What else is there out there? What else is out there? Um, Final Fantasy 7 is out if you guys are big Final Fantasy fans. I'm assuming a lot of people are, I guess. They said that the... I forget what, how many... FF7 Remake... um, Release... They said that the... Sells less than... Makes remake sells less than half of Final Fantasy fifteen in UK. Oh. It fares admirably. UK Final Fantasy remake is number one box one day ago, fifteen hours ago. Resident Evil three remake was one of the bigger ones this this week. I think people like that more. Hmm. one day ago. Huh, huh, huh. I guess it doesn't do as good as I thought it did. Never mind. thought it did a lot more. But this is all UK. Why am I? Is it not available in the US? But it was available in the US. Anyway, uh, that's coming out, I think, soon, if not already out. Yeah, it's already out out for four days. Um. Oh. Oh, it's been the biggest disaster in parts of Asia. Yeah, a lot of these, you know, I think I think that what the fucked up thing is that these and I get that these uh, gaming companies have to make their nut but Square Enix, they've made their nut in a lot of games and they continue to. Like, people still buy their old shit, so I don't see what the issue is. But I think what the issue is is they're asking people to buy video games during this time. And in countries that aren't, like, a, you know, a, an economic juggernaut, a lot of people are suffering right now if they can't work. Like, suffering hard. And the last thing they want to do is buy a video game for $60. Um... And then on top of that, you probably have to buy a bunch of other shit. And then on top of that, you have to buy, you know, if you're a big fan of Final Fantasy, you're probably a big fan of Resident Evil too. And then you have to buy Resident Evil. And what are you buying? You're just buying remakes. So, I mean, I don't know how many deep people are thinking about that, but, I mean, you're essentially just buying the same game with better graphics. Yes, they remade it, and it's a whole totally different thing almost. The the mechanics are all different but either way it's like ugh, am i just going to sit here and watch the same story over again i already know what happens or should i just wait until something and this is where the idea of you know infl or inflation and um and this idea of a recession coming and all these different little things that are going to affect the global economy and just using this analogy for people that like buying video games, like they're probably not going to buy them as much. They're expensive and they're a luxury and not necessarily they're not going to buy them, but they're going to save their money for the ones that they want. So, and the ones that are intriguing and you're going to find out, and it goes back to what I've been saying about all these quarantine, po- in the very beginning of these podcasts. Um, the quality is going to outweigh Quantity. You can't just pump out video games anymore. You can't just pump out movies anymore. You're not going to be able to just pump things out. Before we were able to, because we're like, if it sucks, it sucks, but we'll make or not. Um, We'll just make another one. We'll just make another one. Or in video games, they like to release DLCs. They like to not even make a game completely and then sell you the finished release $20 later, three months later. A lot of this shit's going to go away because what's going to happen is people are going to go, I don't have the money for this. I have other things to worry about. So, as far as video games go, like they're now going to have to be um, worth it. Now, that being said, um that being said i don't know what games are coming out that people are trying to save their money for but i think because e3 didn't get to come out so they're not able to they weren't able to uh show off new games but list of upcoming games 2020 so they got We've got a Fast and Furious game coming out. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds that's coming out soon. Um, Cyberpunk's coming out. That's a hugely anticipated game. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two hugely anticipated game. Uh, that hasn't we lost that at E3. Uh, the Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Um, the uh, that looks like a fucking amazing game. Like I'm saving my money for that one. The Cyberpunk, I'm saving my money for that one. I don't have time to buy a remake of a game. Yes, it looks great. It's awesome. I love, unless you're a super fan, and especially in this times, unless you're a super fan that's not struggling and you have money for it, that's a very small population now. I mean, people have the time to play video games. It's not that. I mean, people are all, plus you got Warzone. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a bunch of news about the coronavirus. I don't really want to get into it. I think we are kind of exhausted. We get it. People are lying to us. People aren't being honest. People are, you know, and people, even if they're not, even if they are being true, whatever. Like, we get it. China didn't show a bunch of numbers. We're inflating our numbers, right? I get it. It's, you got to take things seriously, but you also can't be a fucking crazy person. I've started deleting a bunch of people off my social media. I'm just going to let everyone know this right now. If you post anything, either way, you're gone. You've you've shown your cards. I know who you are as a person. I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Either the person that's like, Oh, show me the numbers. Oh, oh, well, these emergency rooms are empty. And then the other person's like, if you go outside, you're going to kill someone. You son of a bitch. How dare you? How dare you? You fucking asshole. You're going to go out here and hurt somebody. You're going to kill someone's grandma. I don't want to kill anyone's grandma. No one's saying they want to kill anyone's grandma. The only grandma I want to kill is yours. If that's the route, you're going to go. And the other people... If you're gonna be like, I have superhuman immunity, I'm gonna go outside and it doesn't matter to me. Fuck you. Like, fuck you. You're ruining it for everybody. You're you're the person, and yes, it's like, well, they shouldn't be snitching on people. Yeah, but also, one, don't get caught. Be better. Um, if you are one of those people that likes to go out and like do things and you know, have secret groups with people and you guys all hang out in groups and don't tell anyone, good. Do that. Don't Blast it everywhere, don't act like you guys are gonna win this and survive the fucking coronavirus and you guys, don't don't go out of your way to prove people wrong and same thing on social media like no one cares that the numbers are fucking false no one cares you're just angry like the it's the people that call people to make sure everything's terrible in there like to let them know that the terrible news is happening, but it's also the people out there that are that are making sure everyone knows like these numbers aren't real. Num- look, look, I'm I'm in a hospital. There's no one here. You're an asshole yelling in a hospital. Like regardless if there are corona patients there or not, like you're still an asshole. Both people are sickening. Just do your time. Shut the fuck up. No one asks for your opinion. No one. No one at all. No one asks for my opinion. But I got my shit together. I pay my fees. I produce my podcast. And I put it onto a, and I do everything. And I put it onto a fucking site. And then it distributes it. And it does all my work. People listen. People enjoy it. That's why I do it. Right? I'm not saying my opinion matters, but people enjoy it. I can tell you from the lack of comments under y'all's Facebook profiles and your Instagram shit, like, no one cares. And I'm going to go the other way with it, too. I've got a friend who works as an ER. You know what he doesn't talk about? Any of this. You know what we're all talking about? Other shit. You know why? Why? Because if it's bad, it's bad. Right? Whatever. What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna march to Washington? You all too lazy, too fat. I don't care how many fucking indoor sit-ups and squats you do. You ain't walking your ass to Washington or even down to your local fucking government to say anything or do anything. You're just gonna sit behind the computer or your phone and just this is bullshit. Look at the numbers. It's fucking bullshit. Or the other way. I see people outside. You're a bunch of fucking assholes. You're both assholes. You both won't shut up. You're in quarantine. Think to yourself. Think about your own fucking problems. Work them out in your head. There should be a filter before your face, and then it should come out of your mouth before it even goes down onto a fucking piece of paper or onto your phone. Or even onto Twitter, Facebook, Or whatever. Instead of that, say it out loud to your significant other or whoever else is in your house. Even your fucking animal. If they look at you like you're an asshole or like, dude, what what are you talking about? Even your dog will make some sort of face. Don't post it. Because no one's asking for it. No one's asking for it. And what? You're going to go on there and say some mean shit. You're going to say some bad shit. People are struggling right now, and you want to make it worse for everyone. Shout out to Tim Dillon. He did a he did something on this that um, he talked about how there are people out there that just want to make your life worse by by. Uh, um by calling your family members or your friends up just to tell them how bad things are and just to break their fucking spirit, I'm going to play, I'm going to tell, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say an exact, like an exact replica of that scenario. Here it is. My aunt, I was with my mom this past weekend. My aunt sadly doesn't live near us, but she lives up in New Jersey. Things are bad in New Jersey. Things are really bad in New York. Things are bad in both places because there's a lot of people and they're on top of each other. Bad times for everybody. She calls every day complaining about something. Just complaining about, oh, things are so bad here. I'm going to tell you where she lives. Listen, where she lives, she's fine. She's fine. She can go to a local butcher or a local shop and she can do her shopping there. She chooses to go to like Shoprite and shit, and that's a terrible idea. She did, she doesn't have to go to those places. You know, going on like Route twenty two or whatever the in New Jersey like where a bunch of commercial shit is. He was asking to get into a into a slob of or slog of people, and you know try to fight your way through in six feet distance apart water essentially and you know not get coughed on and not have dirty looks looked at you by by uh, people in masks um, which I'm going to tell you right now I'm waiting for a motherfucker to pop off with their mask and talk some shit I'm waiting for it say something, say something. I'm going to call you a cunt it's going to be awesome I'm going to drop the C-U-N-T word immediately I've always wanted to and I think this is the time. Uh, that being said, uh, she calls up uh, my mom, my girlfriend. We're all together. We're having a great time. We're just relaxing. We're walking. We're enjoying the time. We're not even going to grocery stores. We're staying away from those places. We're not. We're just staying together, right? We're just spending time together. Um, family. She calls. She can easily. We can all just tell jokes and. Be happy and it doesn't. it's just a constant every day. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And then it affects my mom. She's like, I get it. I get it. And then she gets a bad attitude. And then it fucking bleeds out into this and it ruins everything. You essentially ruin other people's lives. No one asked for it. Stop. She, we were just like, do you even watch Netflix or anything? She was like, I don't have a Netflix. We set her up a Netflix? Also, to tell you the type of person my aunt is, she has Netflix. This is the first time In her life, she's had it, right? She's got a library. She can watch Sons of Anarchy, Ozark. Um, Imagine, never seeing any of these shows. And for the first time, you can go back and watch all of your favorite shit. Go Go to your watch again list, and that's even like a quarter of what you've seen, and just think, I can go back and watch all this again. How many hours, how many days, how many fucking years of stuff you would have. You can go back, watch Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad. Um, Those aren't even Netflix shows. You can go all back, House of Cards, when it was fucking good, and Kevin Spacey was still out there diddling boys. Like, these were all great times, and you can go back, and you'd be able to watch it with a fresh canvas and never seen them before. First thing she watches is the Trump documentary. Yeah, that's the type of person my aunt is. So, with Netflix... She continues. The next day, she calls people up. People are pulling people. Police are pulling people apart in New York's in our New Jersey's grocery stores. It's fucking mayhem. It's cannibalism. My aunt, she does. She's done well in her life. Could easily just Instacart shit. Stop going to those places and then stop taking your shit and giving it to us. It's not our problem. Don't make it ours. My mom in, insists on still calling her. My aunt never calls us, by the way. So it's always my mom self-inflicting damage just to keep the family tight. Once again, I don't believe in that shit. I feel like if they're toxic, you can cut them off. But family is but families important. If someone treats you like shit, You don't have to take it. You don't have to sit there and just accept it. No, it's not that easy. You can't just do that. You can. We live in America. You can easily do that. We live in a glorious country where we kick our children out of the house at 18 and tell them not to fucking come back. And if they do, they're a fucking failure. We live in that country. Most countries just let their kids live at home because they're their children. That makes a lot of sense. For other countries, but we live in a prosperous, industrious, fucking country, and we can't have your slobby, fucking young energetic ass sitting at home and just just sitting there. You got to get your ass out there, work hard and fucking come back, not until you're a goddamn doctor or something reputable for this family so we don't have to disown you. That's our country. So keep that mentality. If your sister treats you like shit and never calls you, and then the only times that and then when you do call her, all she does is fucking bring you down. Ah, fuck him. I didn't see him since I was eighteen. Anyways, that's the way we live, and it would be easy to do, but we don't care about people's feelings. Whatever. You believe that you care about people's feelings, and then like don't care about your children's feelings. Makes sense. That being said. Um, I hope everyone is enjoying their time in quarantine with their family and getting to know a little bit more about each other and getting to know a l- little bit more about each other even though it might be stuff that you don't want to know, all right? We just got to know everyone's everyone's buttons. Um, we know how to push them. You get to understand how predictable your family members can be with just the phrases you say, uh, and then you learn what pisses them off. Uh, use it. Learn. Adapt. Drive them. Drive them into madness during this quarantine. Make them interesting when they come out. That friend of yours that, or that family member of yours that just loved the bachelor or bachelorette, or just loves, you know, just loves the most predictable shit. Learn what drives them to madness. Make them interesting. That's going to be. That'll be your homework after this great episode. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Oh, shoot. There was a 98. Well, I having... uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I will be back tomorrow for another one. And until then, make sure to check out the podcast, sunscrapnation.com. Uh, you can find all the previous podcasts there, as well as other videos and instructionals. On top of that, you can also check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and spotify make a playlist listen catch up all these will be under unapologetic idiocy this is episode 18 i'll find a name for it um they're all in order they're my quarantine chronicles if you will you listen to them back and forth They're great stuff in there um on top of that that's about it i'll be back tomorrow enjoy the rest of your day it's good to be back love you all peace